Hi, I'm Marissa, and welcome to What Spirit Says. It's time to shine your light. Hi, Shining Souls. My name is Marissa, and welcome to What Spirit Says. Happy holiday season. Although it's coming to an end, this is the time of year to feel grateful, thankful, and truly blessed. This is the time of year where we long for spending time with our loved ones and dream of spending time with our loved ones in spirit who are shining in heaven. It's comforting to know that as we gather together to celebrate the holidays and the holiday cheer, our loved ones in spirit are truly always near. I love this time of year because we allow ourselves to see our souls more and to see the souls of others. This is not just because this is the time of year when we give gifts to one another, but the principle as to why we do this action. We become more connected to our soul and yearn for the understanding of our soul. Ultimately, we are longing for the love and compassion that we feel within and that we feel for others. During this time of year, we tend to reflect more and open our hearts and our minds to the possibility of faith and belief. We find ourselves looking for more signs and believing in them because we have to remember the signs are always there and when we allow ourselves to wholeheartedly open to them by removing our ego, fears, and doubts is when we begin to sense them, see them, and truly feel them. We give ourselves the space to see and believe in the light of the holiday spirit. The holidays bring up so much emotion and With that comes reflection, and with self-reflection comes new goals and new beginnings. We have faith in the promise of a fresh start and hope for positive, insightful change and outcomes. A way in which we look for change is through numbers. Do numbers mean anything to you? They do to me. They always have, and maybe it's because I played sports growing up and I felt like a certain number defined me during those years, or maybe it's because the heavens speak to us in numbers. I don't know, but I like to think there is something personal about connecting to numbers because there is always a deeper meaning than what it looks like on the outside. And when we make this connection, it's personal. And it's like we're sharing a quick smile with our soul and those connected to our heart and soul. So this is episode 10 of What Spirit Says, And I wanted to do a little recap about what this podcast is truly about. I refer to myself as a spiritual medium because I choose to use the connection our souls have with the heavens to help relay loving, healing, and guiding messages from those within the heavens in spirit to those here in the physical world we call earth. This podcast is not like other typical podcasts in the sense that This podcast is truly just a lecture from Spirit, (laughs) and when Spirit said to me, people need to hear your voice, and I have shared this story in the very first episode of What Spirit Says, I remember laughing, and I'm laughing now, again, just thinking about it, because really, who actually likes the sound of their voice? And the idea of other people having to listen to my voice made me cringe and laugh, and But I realized spirit was not messing around. This was serious and in our modern day times, this is the way in which we listen most and are able to reach and connect to multiple souls at one time. 
I surrendered my ego and my insecurities, and I put first the objective, which is sharing messages from the light, what I like to refer to as the light of God. These messages from God, the angels, and spirit are here to help us, to guide us, to heal, and to comfort us. These messages do not come from a place of ego, darkness, or fear. One of my responsibilities is to help others see that they too can connect, communicate, and receive loving, healing, and guiding messages from the heavens, just as I am sharing with you. We all have this ability, and it's my job as a medium to be the messenger and to relay these messages because they are never just for me. With that being said, today I will be focusing on what it means to have a spiritual awakening what it means to embrace this awakening, which I actually like to refer to as a soul awakening. I will be focusing on the difference between being spiritual and religious, and as always, sharing more heavenly wisdom that spirit presents to us to enlighten our souls. Something I would like to highlight is that life here on earth is a gift, a truly precious gift that we tend to neglect the true value of. And that is because life here on earth comes with so many challenges, so many emotions and feelings. And life here on earth can feel so confusing, even during the positive, happy, and joyful times. But what I can promise you is that God does not create our illness, sickness, or suffering. We tend to be angry with God and blame God and have confusion as to why these bad things happen if God in the heavens is all-loving and all-encompassing of unconditional light and compassion. Throughout this podcast, it is my job, my duty, my goal to share with you what I have learned from spirit in the heavens. And that is, when we understand the true meaning of our human existence and how we exist and why we exist, Understanding God, the angels, and spirit becomes a lot less confusing and becomes enlightening, inspiring, and ultimately comforting. So what causes that illness, sickness, and suffering? We do. As human beings, we have created illness, sickness, and suffering. Why would we do such a thing to one another? For reasons such as ego, anger, and greed— But here's the bright side to this dark cloud. We can make a change. We can heal ourselves and we can heal one another. We can heal this planet and we can heal our spirit and our soul. What is soul sickness or soul illness? Soul sickness is when our faith is shattered, our hope and trust has been betrayed, and our compassion is blinded by our pain. Our soul sickness presents itself in many ways, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. The healing that we do here on earth and the healing that we are involved in is ingrained amongst our soul and is taken with us when it is our time to return home to the heavens. Within the heavens, there is no room for our physical body or physical suffering or physical illness. There's no room for what finances we accomplish here on earth, our cars, clothes, any material items, They do not exist within the heavens. Think about that for a moment. We cannot live our daily lives without most of the material needs I just mentioned here on earth, but absolutely none of them matter in heaven. It starts with me, with you, with us as individuals, understanding that we are here as souls, living a human life existence, 
that we choose to do before breathing life here on earth, gifted to us by God to have free will and a mind to make our own choices and decisions. It's not easy, and that is why the love of the heavens, of God, the angels, Jesus, our loved ones in spirit, are always with us. We just have to let them in. When we have a soul awakening that brings us closer to God, the angels, and our loved ones in spirit, there is no feeling of guilt or shame. Because what is so difficult for us to understand and fully comprehend as human beings here on earth is that God never judges us. Let that sink in for a moment. The present energy we are living with here on earth is full of judgment. So it's hard for us to comprehend a life or a soul without judgment and complete acceptance. But when you think about it, the reason you come to understand that it can be real is because it is and you feel that within your soul. Your soul is familiar with that feeling because you, your soul, has experienced it many, many times within the heavens before. Life is truly about awakening to our spiritual selves, to our light, and to our soul. I am so excited to talk about what it means to have an awakening, more specifically a spiritual awakening, because we talk about being spiritual or refer to ourselves as being spiritual, but what does that truly mean? I had to ask myself that, and I think the definition of being spiritual will look different for everyone because having a spiritual awakening is very personal and looks different, feels different, and connects differently for everyone. But what remains the same is the feeling and the understanding of the connection to our soul. An awakening is a realization of something, when something becomes clear and apparent to you. An awakening removes the layers of confusion and doubt and reveals truth, validity, and facts. A spiritual awakening is that same feeling of realization on a soul level. And having a soul awakening does not always mean that you have a spiritual encounter with an angel, with God, or a loved one in spirit. It can just be a deep realization on a soul level. So often we avoid reflection and it tends to make us uncomfortable. And since we are human beings, which means we feel things physically as well as within our soul, which is emotionally and energetically, we tend to avoid what makes us feel uncomfortable. So what does it mean to embrace your awakening? When you experience a soul awakening, the people around you may not fully understand, and that's okay. Because when you have this awakening, it provides a level of confidence that you did not know existed. And this is not an arrogant or condescending confidence. This is a peaceful confidence fueled by humility and graceful strength. For me personally, I fought that graceful strength, that confidence that comes from a soul awakening. I kept fighting it and I was at a point in my life where I had finished schooling. I received my bachelor's degree. I went on to receive my master's degree and I kept fighting my soul awakening until I didn't, until one day I realized maybe what I thought my earthly plans that were best for me were actually not what's intended for me. Here's the thing about your loved ones in spirit who guide you or your spirit guides, your guardian angel and God. They will keep poking at you to get you on your right path. They ultimately want 
what is best for you. And we are the ones that fight our path. And that is also what I learned. And when I stopped fighting it and I embraced it and I stepped into this role and dedicated my life to this role, that which I'm meant to be doing, I could see it so much more clearly. And you may relate to that when you change a direction in your life and you step into another role that just makes so much more sense. And it makes sense on such a deep soul level. And everything around you seems to fall into place once you take that leap of faith. Every day we are faced with challenges of our ego, of our fears, the burdens that we experience that create a clouded barrier amongst our mind, heart, spirit, and soul. And every day we are faced with the opportunity to awaken to these challenges, to embrace these challenges so that we may change, grow, and evolve our heart, spirit, and soul. Every day we are granted the opportunity to make peace with challenges and find understanding of what lessons we have gained from them, as well as embracing and making sense of the positive, effortless, and affectionate times in our life as well. This is what life is truly about. Spirit teaches us that the soul is the essence of our being and that we choose to live this human life existence gifted to us by God to grow and evolve our soul. So I have to share this because I'm sitting here and I'm going over what I plan to talk about and what I plan to share and a message just popped in and said people want to know how you do this, like how you get this information and are you reading it? Does it just come to you? And that's so important. And I'm laughing because I don't think I've ever shared that before. So I'd like to share it so that there's an understanding of how this works. So you will always find me writing information down, whether it be on a little notebook, in my phone. I write things down all the time because I've shared this before. We receive messages from spirit in the heavens at all times. And it, we don't always have to be sitting in meditation. Of course, that's excellent and that's great whether we sit in meditation or prayer, but we can receive messages at all times. And like I said, when Spirit told me people need to hear my voice, I was driving. I was in the car actually. And that is when the message came in about having this podcast. Maybe it was because I couldn't avoid it. Um, just thinking about that now. <laughs> but um so yeah, that's how this information, when this information comes in and for this podcast, I will sit down and I write and whether I'm writing or typing and pages and pages and pages of notes and information comes in and sometimes I have to piece it all together. Um, but that's what I'm reading here to you today. So again, this is not a typical podcast, but this is how spirit has encouraged me to share the heavenly messages. So back to what I was sharing about the soul is that spirit teaches us that we are never alone on this soul journey here on earth. And when we leave the heavens and our soul enters human life here on earth, God, the angels, and the souls and spirit we are connected to do not leave us. Just as when our time here on earth comes to an end, what we as human beings refer to as death, God, the angels, and those in spirit that we are connected to, they don't leave us. So how are we connected to God, the angels, and spirit here on earth and within the heavens? Our soul. 
What do we take with us when we return home to heaven? And what do we take with us when we breathe life here on earth? The lessons that we have learned and gathered within and amongst our souls. So you see, we are really just living a soul life experience. A spiritual awakening is personal, honest, completely raw, and real. A spiritual awakening is emotional, cleansing, and enlightening. Having a spiritual awakening is like shedding a layer and being able to see it and see what lies beneath it. You can observe this layer, understand it, and make peace with it without having anger, frustration, ego, self-doubts, and fears clouding your judgment. Just like if you've ever walked the beach and picked up a shell, why did you pick it up? Clearly, it grabbed your attention and your interests. You felt drawn to it. After picking it up, you most likely observed it, thought about it, thought about what you like and what you don't like about it, thought about keeping it or putting it back, thought about who might like it or who it reminds you of. You took the time to observe, to reflect, without judgment, with compassion and understanding. This is what a spiritual awakening, a soul awakening, feels like. So why should we embrace this awakening? And can this feeling happen more than once? We should embrace our awakenings because they are personal to us, to our soul and to our soul journey. These awakenings bring us closer to God, to our guardian angel and to those who love and guide us in spirit. And yes, we have the opportunity to experience soul awakenings each and every day. When we experience a soul awakening, a realization of truth about ourselves, this comes with changes, and sometimes when we change, it can be hard for those close to us to fully understand, and that's okay. We are not here to prove anything to anyone or to convince anyone of anything. Ultimately, we are not here to judge others and especially not ourselves. We are here to listen to one another and to learn and to grow from one another without the pressures of judgment. If we were all to lead with our love and compassion that shines from the light within our soul, there would be no need to even think about proving anything to anyone. But sadly, at this time, that is not the reality of the world we are living in, but it can be. What if we changed our outlook? What if, instead of only focusing on the notion that if we are functioning physically, that just solidifies that we are living? What if, instead, we not only focused on our physical body, but on the vitality of our soul as well? The more we embrace our soul, the more connected we feel to our body and spirit. It's important to know and understand that we do not always have to be in a calm or clear-headed mindset or positive state of being to connect to God, to the angels, and to those who love and guide us in spirit. Spirit is always with us. The angels and God are always with us and are always connected within us. The heavens are always speaking to us through our heart, spirit, and soul. Being able to see the signs physically and connect to them through our physical senses is truly just a bonus. An awakening is fueled by the wisdom in our soul and unraveled by our heart, accepted by our mind, and felt amongst our heavenly spirit. An awakening is encouraged by the heavens, God, our guardian angels, and those whom love and guide us in spirit, such as loved ones and spirit guides. When we are open to a soul awakening, we see without judgment and feel without ego. 
we can make peace with emotional pain and make sense of the nonsensible. Having a soul awakening does not always mean that the situation you intended to work out ultimately works out the way you wished it would. It is more about understanding why it may or may not work out as hoped for. Spirit has taught me that having an awakening is about understanding. Understanding the human self and connection to soul and the human self and soul of another. I hope these messages from Spirit about soul awakenings help to bring you closer to your own spirit and soul. So let's talk about connecting to Spirit and how when we have a reading, healing is present not only for us, but for those in Spirit as well. Recently, I had a reading where a father in Spirit stepped forward to connect to his son receiving the reading. The father in Spirit wanted to apologize to his son about something very specific, and his son kept responding to me to tell his father, although you do not need to speak to me or to any medium in order for your loved ones to hear you. But the son receiving the reading kept telling his father that it was okay, no big deal, I've moved on, all is forgiven, which was beautiful. But the father in spirit kept bringing the situation back up. And the father in spirit said to me, this is very important for me. I want my son to know that I have truly seen the light and I want him to know how deeply remorseful I am. And because of his forgiveness, I have been able to heal my soul. It was a beautiful moment between father and son, and there was tremendous healing amongst the souls of both father and son. There is always room for more healing. Do our loved ones in spirit remember the promises we made and the conversations we had with them before they passed now that they are in heaven? I'm excited to cover this topic as it comes up more often than not. And for example, let's say my loved one and I talked about a specific word that we would say if either of us passed away first, and that word would signify our connection in heaven is real. Here's what I have to say about this. It's so normal for us here on earth to talk to our loved ones, friends, family, about promises we will keep and specific words we will say or share to signify that it's real. That quote-unquote it would be that the soul truly lives on and that the love bonds that tie us together eternally is real too. The truth is, it is real. But here is what we can change. When our soul reaches the heavens and returns home to its peace and tranquility, rested in the arms of God and the wings of the angels, we see life differently. We see life differently here on earth and in heaven. We see life without the restrictions of the physical body and human ego. All souls are susceptible to ego, but in the heavens, we have the choice to see through the light of God, which eliminates that ego. So let's talk about promises. Promises that we may have made here on earth with our loved one prior to their passing may not look the same when our loved one reaches heaven. Oftentimes during a reading, spirit will step forward and want to release their loved one here on earth of the burden of a promise that was either made or discussed before they passed, because spirit can now see either that the promise is not necessary or that it does not benefit all the souls that would be included in this promise. So here is an example. I once had a reading where a mother stepped forward in spirit to deliver messages to her daughter. Before the mother passed away, she asked her daughter to please take care of her son, her other child, who was well into adulthood. She had asked her daughter to look after him financially and to help him if and when needed. When the mother stepped forward in spirit, she immediately wanted to release her daughter of this burden and guilt. 
Her daughter has been doing the best she can to take care of herself, her family, and always trying to look after her older brother because that is what her mother had promised her before she passed away. The mother in spirit explained to her daughter that she can now see the whole picture and that there is no need for her daughter to be strained with this promise. It was truly a beautiful message and a beautiful encounter with mother and daughter. And what this taught me was once our soul is within the heavens, we have many choices to make, such as choosing to see life through the eyes of God, which allows us to see without ego. That is what this mother chose to do and was able to see how her earthly promise was not actually what was best for her children and family. Ultimately, it was not best for her. Through this message, she was able to bring healing to her daughter, and through her daughter receiving this message, she was able to heal as well. Now let's talk about when we discuss a specific word with our loved one before they pass on in hopes that we will hear this word from them in heaven to signify that it is real. I have a lot to say about this, and from my experience, I have learned two things. Sometimes the word will be mentioned during a reading, and sometimes it will not. But that does not mean that your loved ones are not with you if the word is not mentioned. When we only focus on one word, regardless if we talked about it with our loved ones before they pass, and now they are stepping forward and communicating with us, and just because they don't mention that one word does not mean that they are not there with you, that they are not presenting messages to you. And even if you are communicating with them and you know that they are sharing messages with you, and that one specific conversation that you had does not come up, that does not mean your loved one does not remember or just does not want to discuss that specific conversation. Before every reading begins, Spirit always tells me to share. Spirit will present the information that is needed. So not always what we want, but what we need because Spirit now sees what is best for our soul journey and how we can move forward. Even though we think we know what is best and we think we know what we need to hear, Spirit truly knows what's best. So how do I know who Spirit is if they are not related to me or my family? And if you've had your own connections to Spirit, this may be familiar to you. For me, even now, when I connect to spirit during a reading, spirit will let me know who they are just by a feeling. So I will get the sense, which is the overall knowing and feeling of who spirit is before they even tell me their name or relation to their loved one. For example, I will feel a male or female energy before I know specifically who they are and once I connect to that energy, spirit will then present themselves to me and then they will then tell me their relation to their loved one. That is how my readings tend to begin. When I first met my husband, I was staying over his house and I felt a girl in spirit the first night I stayed over. At first, I was not sure who she was because I kept hearing the word sister, but my husband never shared with me that he had a sister in spirit. I was so confused, yet it felt so real. So the first few times of staying over his house, I never mentioned it to him that I was feeling this sister-like energy and connecting to the spirit. But each time I was there, my connection with her continued to grow. I realized when I acknowledged her, her spirit was connecting with me even when we were not present at my husband's house. So I finally asked my husband. He was not aware until we then learned that she was in fact his sister who never made it to this earth due to a miscarriage. When I first felt her presence, her energy was sweet and calm. 
Here's the thing. Spirit who walk with the light, and I explain what that means in detail in the Is There More to Life Than the Lives We Live Here on Earth episode, never want to scare you or overwhelm you with their presence. You have to remember, our loved ones in spirit have walked this earth. Whether you lived at the same time together or not, they know what it is like to live a human life existence. So they know our fears, doubts, and apprehensions, which is why they like to present themselves to you where you will connect to them immediately. And I'm sure you've had a sign or instance where you truly cannot even begin to put into words, where words truly would not even come close to describing how real the connection and visit was. Spirit hears you, your loved ones in heaven, they hear you. And if things do not change overnight for you, that does not mean they are not helping you. I'm so excited to share this story because not only is it funny, but it involves my best friend and her cousin, Steven. It also highlights how our loved ones in spirit will present signs to us and messages to us that mirror their personality, that show who they are, and they show that they are listening to us. So my friend, who was like a sister to me, lost her younger cousin, Stephen, who was also a very close friend of mine. In our deepest moments of grieving, we would receive signs that mirrored his personality, like turning on and off of lights and setting off fire alarms. His personality was loud, fun, and just extremely infectious. But when you're grieving, signs can be right in front of your face, and they're still hard to accept or to see. So on his birthday that year, my friend and I decided to go to our favorite restaurant where she would often go with her cousin, Steven. The two of us are sitting at our table, talking about Steven, sharing stories, laughing, and after a few minutes of talking, the light right above our table goes out. We started laughing and instantly thought, wow, what are the odds? The poor waitress felt so bad and we told her it's no problem. We are used to lights turning on and off and... We were just so grateful that he came to say hi to us and we wished him a happy birthday. So my friend and I said to one another, well, I mean, that was subtle and we really couldn't stop laughing and we shed a few tears along the way too. We said to ourselves, if the fire alarms were to go off, then we would about fall over and there could be absolutely no doubts that this was Steven. And what do you know, about 30 or so minutes later, the fire alarms start going off in the restaurant. Keep in mind, we've been going to this restaurant for years and never once has that happened when we were there. Even when we've been there separately, it's never happened. So without a doubt, Stephen was paying us a visit and making it known it was him. We connected to the signs immediately. Most importantly, we embraced the signs, allowing ourselves to openly connect to him. He let us know that he hears us and we let him know that we hear him. Spirit teaches us that we do not need religion in order to connect to and to receive messages from the heavens. Is there a difference between faith and religion? Can we have faith without religion? Can we connect to Jesus without religion? Yes, absolutely. Spirit teaches us that there is no one soul greater than another here on earth and within the heavens. We are all part of the same soul, which you may refer to that soul as God. How could one be greater than another when we all derive from the same light? Spirit teaches us that religion is man-made, created and established by human ego. When connecting to souls in heaven, I have learned that religion as we know it here on earth does not exist within the heavens. What exists in the heavens is faith. Faith in ourselves, our soul, the souls of others, 
the angels, and divine God. How do we see faith here on earth and in heaven? We see faith by our soul, by the unconditional love and compassion embedded in the light within our soul, gifted to us by God. It is up to us, as individual soul beings, to choose to see that light, to choose to have faith in that light, and to choose to believe that we all possess the ability to connect to and shine our light. Think about when we first learned to ride a bike. If we are a child, we may have a parent assisting us in this process. And maybe today is the day that we decide, as that child learning to ride her bike, to attempt to pedal across the driveway towards Zad. Dad is on the other side, encouraging and cheering on, motioning to start pedaling and that you can do it, but he is not forcing you. He's allowing you to do this on your own, to figure this out on your own, to feel good about this on your own, to learn from this on your own, but he is right there for assistance if and when you choose to need him. Maybe you fall from braking too hard and that wasn't necessarily your desired outcome. He will be there to help you. The same is true with the heavens. When we choose to live this life here on earth, we are granted free will, and with that, we are responsible and in charge of our thoughts and actions. But at any given point, we have the right to ask for and to receive heavenly help and assistance. We are never judged or punished by God, the angels, Jesus, or spirit for having questions about what faith is, for being confused, or for having doubts. We are only embraced. Unlike within the heavens, seeing faith here on earth is guarded by our physical challenges and our mind. But when we embrace those barriers, we learn to see faith, not only just feel it. Faith is our lifeline here on our earthly soul journey that we can turn to for guidance, support, and understanding at any given moment. If you have ever had hope for something in your life, know that you've had faith. At the end of most readings, Spirit will remind me to share with their loved ones a special message to help them continue on their soul journey, and I would like to share that here today. This message is always a great reminder and great refresher for me as well. Allow yourself the space and the grace to heal. Have compassion for yourself, and be forgiving and patient with yourself. Listen to your heart, be kind to your mind, embrace your spirit and soul. The angels teach us that the sun will shine, your spirit will rise, and your soul will see the light of day. The angels teach us to not be so hard on ourselves and that the heavens see that we are doing the very best that we can. It's time to shine your light. From the bottom of my heart, from all the love and compassion within my soul, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>